0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: It is uh, Monday at three thirty, so it is time for the, the hoot. hoot with Rob Roach, director of inside economics and research at ATB Financial, joining us this afternoon. Hey, Rob. Hello, good afternoon. Okay, you want to talk about the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership. For those who don't know what it is, let's start there. What is it? Well, it is a trade agreement that
2: has been um, being negotiated now for many years between Canada and 11 other countries um, around the Pacific Rim. It did include our good friend to the south, the United States, up until President Trump took office. Um, But they have since withdrawn from the agreement but it still includes Japan, um, Vietnam, Malaysia, Chile, Singapore, and a number of other countries. And it's an attempt to open up trade between um, those countries and and, improve the economic uh, performance of all of them as a group.
0: Okay, and so the biggest partner in all of that you would think would be the United States, but they've pulled out.
2: Yes. so that's, in in many ways, um, that is a setback. Um, With the United States, in the group it represented forty percent of the global economy that we have this uh, trade agreement with but with them out it still represents about eleven and a half percent of the global economy so it's it's smaller but it's not small potatoes so um even with the u.s out it still might make sense uh for canada and by extension alberta to be be part of this this trading agreement
1: why, why would it be a good thing for Canada um, that the U.S. has withdrawn?
2: Well, this is, what, this is what is interesting. Because the U.S. was at the table during all these negotiations, a lot of the countries um, really were anxious to get better access to the American market. So um, Canada, being part of that, got a better deal because the U.S. was there. <laughs> but now that the U.S. has actually, for its own reasons, dropped out, um, all those benefits still remain and we don't have to compete with um, the United States. So we'd have access, better, you know, lower tariffs, better access, more open trade with these countries, while the U.S. is actually on the sidelines waiting to negotiate its own deals down the road.
0: Okay, so hang on. So a couple of points of clarity then. Wouldn't the U.S. still be trading into these markets?
2: Absolutely. And so the it's not like overnight um, the U.S. would leave, but what would happen is we would have um, an advantage uh, over our American friends because um, the, the, the deal includes, um, you know, better agreements around e-commerce and intellectual property, and it also takes down um, actual tariffs against our products going into, say, Vietnam or Japan. So that gives you that edge when you're trading with another country, um, which you know would be a nice thing vis-a-vis the United States because it has a lot of advantages, a bigger country, and so forth. So it would give. Give our exporters that extra edge um, when it comes to trading with these eleven other, ten other
0: countries. Okay. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just
1: going to say what you had pointed out in one of those one of those areas that could be you know very important, especially for Alberta, is beef.
2: Yeah, and this is an area where you know um, we are a competitor with the United States, and right now there's a lot of cows um, in both Canada and the United States, so the prices is, is soft. If we had another, you know, it's not. Automatic, but if we had this a, a agreement, say, which includes Vietnam, they have a they have a growing middle class and and getting more interested in buying more beef. it would give up Canada the option to say, well, instead of just selling to the Americans and a little bit here and there, we could really grow our exports to a place like Vietnam or Malaysia or even Japan. Um, and this agreement doesn't make that happen automatically, but it certainly would make it easier. And I okay. think you know our beef producers, that's one of the groups that would benefit um, under under this kind of agreement.
0: Okay, so the concern of a country like the United States, which may have caused them to pull out, or a concern looking forward for a country the size of Canada, is that tariff agreements are typically reciprocal. So provided you're exporting more than you're importing, then you're benefiting from the reduction of tariffs going in both directions. But I think, wouldn't the fear be that we both reduce our tariffs and suddenly our market gets flooded? So while it might help an industry like beef, it could kill another industry.
2: Well, this is the tricky part with these, with these trade deals, and part of it is um, there's pretty good evidence and there has been some studies done on the Trans-Pacific Partnership specifically that show that all these countries, over time, their economies would grow and benefit from more open trade with each other, and that those differences would balance out and the, the greater efficiencies and competition, all those good things would kick in. But you're right, Andrew, in the short term especially, there'll be winners and losers. And that can be quite um, disruptive. And it's it's something that has to be um, acknowledged. And and that's why these countries, though they did get into the negotiations and agree was they thought overall it would be better. In the US case, and in particular, uh, President Trump, he thinks they can, the US can do better one-on-one. In our case here in Canada, and you know, as a province within Canada, we're likely better off as part of that larger group. Um, We won't have as much power one-on-one. So it does depend where you are and where you stand in these agreements. But the idea is that overall it would be an economic benefit over time.
0: Interesting. So where does Canada now stand on this?
2: Well, this is a bit, it's a bit fuzzy. Um, so after the United States pulled out, there was a meeting in May among the remaining signatories. Um, so Canada has signed the agreement. And there was a sense that let's try to keep it going. Let's revive it without the U.S. But it isn't, we're not getting a clear signal from Ottawa whether they're really gung-ho. So Japan and New Zealand went ahead and ratified it. Some of the other countries involved look like they will. So we're not quite sure where um, the Trudeau uh, government stands on this, so we'll have to wait and see.
0: Interesting, because that's one of those files that's a pretty big one. So whichever direction they want to go, they better state their direction soon.
2: Yeah, and it's also one of those ones where a place like Alberta that's an exporter tends to um, be a little bit more, uh, is one of those winners in the short term, whereas might take longer for a place like Ontario and other sectors of the economy uh, to benefit. So there's some of that same, that old, longstanding regional um, issue around what is best for the country. Uh, So that might play into the TPP uh ratification here
0: as well one last question for you rob with the u.s pulling out of the tpp and wanting to negotiate feeling they can do better what if they're right what if the u.s does do better on -on one-on-one negotiations but we're now locked into a less desirable tariff arrangement with the pacific rim countries
2: well that's another i mean there's a bit of a risk in these agreements but i think on the fact that all the work has gone into this and and one of the critiques that Trump had was that it's so long and complex but that's also its strength um Canada was and by extension again Alberta would automatically have all these trade agreements with these countries in place to sort of recreate that it would take another five ten years Hmm. and and we probably wouldn't get much better of a deal and if if we were doing it one-on-one unlike the US we might not get as good of a deal so from our perspective um, as a smaller player, still a big and significant one, um, this trade agreement probably makes sense, whereas for the U.S., they can, they've can got more room to maneuver as a big player.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what happens today as well. Um, the dates, the guidelines set for the ne- negotiation of NAFTA as well supposed to get underway by the middle of next month. So lots on the plate for a lot of folks right now.
2: There's a lot of trade issues going on for sure and, and this one might even help us with NAFTA if we can point to some of these things already haven't been settled with other countries. Hmm. Uh, but it's a big, complex file, that's
0: for sure. Wow, interesting stuff. Well, thanks for this, uh, Rob. You made it as understandable as is possible on a, <laughs> something <laughs> as big as this. Appreciate your insight.
2: You bet. Anytime. Thanks,
1: guys. Hey, Jay. Hey, Andrew.
0: How you doing over there? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, we were talking earlier before we got... Uh, going on the TPP <laughs> uh, about pet peeves and uh, that had brought us to the conversation about uh, dog waste and cleaning up after yours and other people's dogs And but people are still telling us their uh, pet peeves. I don't know if this falls in the category of that uh, and I, I don't want to call this it's not a breaking news story, it's more of a breaking wind story but uh, there's a flight nah. an American Airlines flight and this I guess falls in the category of both pet peeves and our by daily uh-huh. people behaving badly on airplanes. An American Airlines flight grounded yesterday, uh, late uh, yesterday afternoon at Raleigh-Durham Durham International Airport, North Carolina, after one passenger's gas was so bad that other people on the flight for were getting... For real? Yeah, nauseous, and they were getting headaches, and yes, for real. Uh, no details yet on where the flight was from, where it was going to, or who was involved, but yeah, they had to track down the source of it, and escort the passenger off the plane. And then the plane had to be groomed again in order for it to take off. That's... You ever had that situation? Yes. As have I?
1: Mm-hmm. Might Actually, it flight. was on the same flight.
0: And you're just... What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you must know that... Well, I don't know if some people have issues. Sure, but go to the washroom, do so I mean, something. I mean it was so bad on one of those flights that i i was and i started saying after about the third time i out loud said whoever's doing that please stop it's sickening and nobody makes eye contact or anything right but it was i mean come on is there just no 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 d and please start telling me about what you know this is where everybody, oh, what if they have this disorder and what are you saying I can't fly on a plane because I have this or what, you know. Do whatever you can to minimize that. I, I, You know, that's... I can't think of a more personal violation than smelling someone's butt, frankly. (laughs) And given that it was the end of a vacation, I'm assuming, (laughs) you know... They yeah. had eating and drinking, and you know, <laughs> right up to the last minute or whatever. But my goodness.
1: Yeah, I mean, go as you as you said, go go to the washroom. Yeah, take care of business there. Whatever, please. before,
0: during, after. I mean, yeah, make some trips down the aisle if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah. So, anyways, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel ill now just thinking back on that day because you're, you know how trapped you feel on an airline anyways, right? Like you're in that little seat. You've got no leg room. There's, you're
1: breathing recycled air.
0: Yeah. So you start getting that headache and sore throat anyways, your eyes, you know, and then suddenly this, like you just, would you do that at the dinner table? Would you do that at your office? Would Would you be okay with me coming to your house and doing it in your living room? I mean, I'm right. I'm within 18 inches of you. I'm right behind you. Where do you think that's going? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Are you done? I think <laughs> I think so.
1: <clears throat>
0: Please stop because they're capable of stopping. See there you go. Okay, so you know, you're right. They should just be able to do it the whole flight. You go to the washroom and do it in an area where you can maybe take care of whatever it is that's the source of that. <sighs> Snowflakes, man. Snowfl I can't take it anymore. Well what he's got a right to do No, he has no right. He's it's not. Come on.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there is a medical condition that uh, you know goes along mm. with with that. Um, hey, I I have I have colitis, um, and I know when I have to mm-hmm. go and take care of things.
0: Yeah. Well, you know you're going to be flying, right? You didn't book the flight this yeah. morning. You know you're going yeah. to be flying. So if you have a condition which causes you to be to have gas after you've eaten, then don't eat. Just you know. And then well show should I not be able to eat? Yeah, that's correct. You should not be able to eat because yeah. you're in shared space with other passengers and you
1: have to learn how to, to you'll have to you yeah. have to learn how to um
0: mm-hmm. manage it. Yeah. Which Somebody I still said, find
1: it hard to believe that an entire plane was evacuated because of it.
0: What if it was a she? Yeah, what if? I don't care. What if it was... What do I care? Who's creating the...
1: Man says, so, so you guys are insensitive. Being I can't take peanuts to a football game, maybe you should show respect to people who have IBS. Okay. I know people who have IBS. They don't. They don't... Pass wind all the time in public places. Yeah. Bad enough to have it evacuated.
0: Mm -hmm. They actually evacuated the plane. So (laughs) wrap your head around how bad that must have been for an entire plane. It wasn't the guy behind going, "Mm, that doesn't smell good. The entire plane got evacuated as a result of it. Hmm. If your issue is that bad, right? Do something. I don't care. Then I'm insensitive. You know what? I'm just going to own being insensitive then. Yeah, I'm insensitive. Okay, I've put up with enough, and, I, and I've lived on the planet long enough, and I have seen air travel become something that is has gone from part of the adventure to to the biggest headache ever. Mm. And I don't want to make it even worse. And so, yeah, I'm insensitive. I'm paying a lot of money to be on a flight to enjoy my vacation, I don't want it ending up with me smelling like your supper last night. Is that insensitive? Then I'm insensitive. What else you got? I'm just watching you. Wow. I'm so tired of worried about being everybody else's problem. I'm just so tired of just don't say the wrong thing. I don't care if I can't understand the guy on the phone. I got to be sensitive. I don't care if the guy in front of me is or a girl is passing gas because I got to be sensitive. They might have a problem. I, you know, geez, I'm tired of being sensitive. We're going to be left with the, You know what's going to happen? We're going to be left in a world where we're so sensitive that the world sucks to live in.
3: Hi, Dan. Hi there.
1: What's on your mind?
3: Uh, I travel quite a bit, and I was flying on a plane uh, from Toronto uh, home, and I got one of those lovely seats where you have to sit in the middle, mm. which I hate because I'm six four and I take up a lot of room. And the fellow sitting next to me, I, I don't know if he was using sewer water as a cologne, <laughs> but... Uh, the smell was so bad, uh, a couple of the people that I was with who were sitting six rows ahead of me could smell it. Ugh. wow. And that was four and a half hours.
0: But, you know, you don't know. He could have a condition. you got to be sensitive.
3: Uh, I don't really care. I just about threw him out the window.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? The whole idea of being sensitive, and let me just piggyback on your concerned call, because I agree with you. But the whole idea of being sensitive is to make the world a better place. It's not making the world a better place. It's making the world a place where you can't say what's on your mind, and you can't point out that a guy shouldn't be near crapping his pants or having a shower before he gets on a flight. That's, that's where we're headed.
3: Yeah, this was more body odor. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was uh, a very uncomfortable four and a half hours. And-
0: so what do you do? Do you yeah. say something? What do you do?
3: I actually got up and walked into the galley, and, and talked to one of the attendants and asked if I could sit somewhere else. And unfortunately, it was a full flight, mm-hmm. so
1: uh,
3: they offered me a free ginger ale. But
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> settle your yeah. I, I just don't understand when you, when you do. You not smell that yourself? Oh, he's gone. Um, I, did you, you people who? you know we can smell that they smell Mm. and whether it's that or maybe it's all the perfume or whatever it is do you not notice that
0: well i suppose not or you've become accustomed to it or you don't care i i mean i've had a similar experience out of toronto with with somebody who was obviously just really drinking the night before Mm -hmm. and you know that stale Mm -hmm. and they hadn't showered in the morning they looked disheveled they obviously I would say, just made their flight. I was at the window. They were in the aisle, I and mean, they went to sleep, but their head turned my way, and he's just breathing this...
1: I'm going to throw this one at uh, you. You're a smoker. There's yeah. a lot of folks that don't like sitting anywhere near people who smoke because it smells.
0: Yeah, true that. That is true. Well, I tend to sm- sit next to my wife, so I think we're okay. Well, I know,
1: but you could still... It goes, yeah. you know, if someone I mean, is there or yeah. the rows ahead, yeah, and I'm yeah. just...
0: That's yeah. That's fair. Uh, I wash. I mean, we wash and chew gum and get on the floor. I mean, we.
1: But it gets all in your hair and in
0: your yeah. clothes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, too bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you. But then you can't sit there and, and complain well, about I someone else. Well, I think there's else. a
0: difference between. Oh no, because
1: sometimes it really stinks. Yeah. Sometimes it can really stink.
0: That's obviously a thing with you. No, it's not a
1: thing Well, it seems me. to yeah. be. You seem to I'm be just quite saying, it can be wound up about it. But no, well, you had a thing with the guy farting,
0: so... I think there's a difference between those two, mm. but maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, not necessarily. I mean, a smell is a smell.
0: I mean, if I were to light up a smoke, then I would compare that to the guy mm. passing wind the no. entire flight. But I, I think...
1: suspect that there's a lot of folks that would say that... that and uh, smokers, okay, whatever. Mm. But sometimes smoke, the smell, clings to some people more than others. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, you work with me every day. Does the smoke cling to me?
1: Well, you're sitting far over there. Okay. I can smell it. Can you? But not like you can smell it on some other people.
0: Mm, Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that was a bit of a discovery moment for us. Um, Now I'm feeling badly about... I I hope...
1: Well, I can't smell it. You're sitting three feet away from me. I can't smell it right right. now. We're talking about being on a plane. Right. And I don't sit with you on the plane, so I don't really care.
0: It's usually a couple, three hours from the time you have your last smoke to the time the plane actually pushes back. So um, unless you're wearing clothes that you wore all day yesterday... Mm. And smoked in them. You've typically had like a cigarette outside the terminal and then you've gone in. Well, you'd in, hope,
1: right? but there's other folks oh, that will sure. smoke all the way to the airport, smoke outside. Sure, yeah. that's
0: true. That's probably But true.
1: again, it goes to, when you go to smoke, it can be. It can be your cigarettes. It can be my perfume. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's well, that's some people just don't. That's fair as realize. well. You ever been
0: sitting next to somebody who had perfume on that you're wondering, what issue are you covering up with that amount of perfume? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You know, you're like, wow, that is like overpowering. Mm-hmm. But again, it could be the fact that they can't smell it, right? Or they're. You just get so used to it. Well, Carol is actually, she can become quite ill from Heavy cologne, mm-hmm. Like, I can't wear a whole lot of cologne. You've mentioned it before, and I've, we've kidded about but it. I
1: laugh at you, because right. like, you don't wear cologne. I,
0: I wear a little, but I can't wear a lot, yeah. because Carol's very sensitive to it, so I just don't do it, right? But I would never wear heavy anything when I'm going to be on a plane, because you're, as you said, you're in very confined space. You're recirculating, recirculating the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all kind of responsible for making the trip a little more pleasant for the person next to us, I think. And I mean, while we're on the topic of that, swearing loudly in lineup, too, I have a bit of a problem with, even though I swear myself. Um, it's just been one of those things I've noticed happens more and more frequently, where, you know, those couple of guys who are, you know, off to their buddy's stag or whatever, and they're just swearing up a storm. Um, people, some people are sensitive to that language. Other people have children they mm-hmm. prefer didn't hear that language. It just, it's all in the same package of being aware of your surroundings, as you said off the top of this. You know, you're not in the back of the bar with your buddies yet.
1: You're not in the rec room downstairs watching the
0: game. Right, right. You're in a public place with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. So having said that, I'm tired of being sensitive to everybody, but there is a bottom line to it. There is a certain amount of decorum that goes with being outdoors. You wear pants, for example. You don't, you know what I mean? I mean, there's just certain things you shouldn't have to tell people, and one of them is you shouldn't be passing gas so badly for so long that they've got to evacuate a plane.
1: Yeah, like, you take a look at our text line. There's a lot of folks on there saying that they'd rather have that than have, sit beside someone who's been smoking all day.
0: Huh. I, I, would, I, I call BS on that, honestly, but okay. Well, read the text line. All right.
1: Uh, you can get a hold of us anytime at 630-630. The phone number here, of course, is four nine six zero zero six three. If you go to 630 com, click on uh, Shows. You can email us as well, direct emails, if you wish, <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. um, like JJ did, who uh, started off the conversation That's about right. about uh, dog owners not picking up after their dogs. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. The four o'clock news coming straight up on the other side. <clears throat> Excuse me, Morley Scott will check in with a look at sports. We'll take a look at your business numbers, and between four and five, a pair of yes tickets for you to win.
0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty
1: Chad.